it is really important to structure your content because even if you are posting a good content and you are not having a proper structure people won't come across that i don't believe in twitter algorithms but i somehow feel like if you put out the structure content it kind of leverage that welcome to another episode of hype fury presents in this episode i talked to insha ramin insha wasn't even on twitter a year ago and now she has over 50000 followers she started being vocal on LinkedIn until one of her coworkers mentioned she should start a Twitter account as well. In this episode, we talk about how you can get started sharing content as a developer and how you can grow your audience on Twitter. My name is Unique, co-founder of Hype Fury, and I hope you enjoy the show. So Insha, thanks very much for being here. For people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey Yannick. I'm really, really excited to be here. So those people who don't know me, my name is Ensha. I am a 20 years old web developer based in India. I'm currently working as a developer advocate at Dasha, which is a conversational AI as a service platform. Apart from that, I am a community manager and I'm creating content on Twitter. Nice. And so tell us a little bit how you got started with Dasha. Okay. It's all because of the Twitter, the online presence and all due to the online presence. So before joining the platform, I really had no idea about what development communities were, what developer advocate actually meant. I had no clue. I was like a novice who had no idea about all the stuff. But like after joining the platform and building an effective online presence, you get exposed to a lot of opportunities that you would have never think of so it's all because of that and so actually you had something before dasha dasha came on your path because of twitter yes like before dasha i was not working somewhere but i did an internship and after that i was mostly into content creation because of my online presence we came in touch and then i joined the team and it's going pretty well the team is really really good and the stuff that we are building i am really like excited about nice so then let's back up a little so what kind of internship did you do and when was that what did you do how did you land that internship okay so around 2019 november i remember i started learning web development it was the time like we were all locked in our home the lockdown period was going on and there was not much stuff to do actually we were all bored binge watching so like it was the time i decided to like people around me are doing really cool stuffs doing productivity stuffs and i am just sitting here on my couch and doing nothing so i kind of started learning and uh, there are like plenty of free resources typical student uh, yeah typical student exactly so like there are plenty of resources we are not short of resources so i just picked free code camp and started learning my journey started from free code camp and it was really good for someone who just who had no idea and it was like from the basic step it takes you from zero level so it was really good started posting few stuffs about what i learned and via linkedin i got an internship it was a paid internship so i did a six month internship there had a good idea of industrial work actually i was building great websites for the mncs and all the pretty stuffs were going really good 
since one day a colleague of mine asked me like do you have a twitter profile and i was like no i don't have and it was like i was not a socializing person i was mostly into studies and my books and typical student that you call so from there like i made an account landed to twitter and started discovering uh, the different niche that of my interest so the web development was my interest so that's how i started on my twitter journey followed some big account that were really putting out a good content sharing knowledgeable stuffs after that my timeline was like filled with stuffs that were like out of reach exactly i didn't know about any of those like this is such a platform like people are talking about the journey about uh, sharing what are the best practices like you also share best practices about what to do how to do and it is really good to have such people on the platform like people who don't know anything and they just landed on the platform and there are already a number of people talking about and sharing their insights so twitter is really good place to be definitely and so interesting so you said that you were sharing things you were learning did you share it on linkedin first yes i had an account which is not active now at that time i was learning and i was like putting out stuff because i was not aware of the platform like i was not aware what tech twitter was i just knew twitter as something that, that political stuffs and all other things so like controversy stuffs i didn't knew about tech twitter so linkedin was the first platform like i wrote anything on that platform so via that i got an internship yes cool and then so one of your colleagues said hey why aren't you sharing this stuff on on twitter right 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 but before that on linkedin you probably also got some engagement got quite big or not or how did that go no i had some around 50 to 80 followers it was really not that good it was mostly i started that account just to like keep up with my timeline like i am consistently progressing uh, just to keep my check nothing else not for the content creation you started it for yourself yeah but then in the end you still landed a, an internship through linkedin yes luckily i got into an internship it was a startup that was looking for people to join the company and uh, one day they found a tweet of mine where i shared that i made a project a basic project why that they reached out to me and they were like uh, this looks really good and we want you in our team and i was like okay i i had never been exposed to any such opportunities why not let's do this so that's how like i got into that team nice and so what did you learn in the in the internship so basically my purpose of joining i had really big expectations like i'll be learning stuff i'll be learning all the soft skills and others uh, so what were the expectation didn't meet and it was mostly what i learned from the internship was how to work in a team like how to manage a team and all the team stuff collaborating stuff and that it didn't like upskill my uh, stacks that i was learning or any of my skills but i learned how to be in a team and do collaborative work that's what i took from there and so there was not a lot of guidance you had to maybe teach yourself new skills but it was interesting to be in an environment where you had to cope with others right okay and then so that took 6 months but during that internship you had one of your smart colleagues tell you hey why don't you start something on twitter 
uh yeah like when you are in a team you build sort of relationship and if the relationship is really genuine you'll be like having conversations like growing making money getting more good opportunities and stuff like that so it was a similar environment where like it was a startup so i cannot expect that they'll be like guiding us from the zero levels and i was someone like who had no prior experience I, and i was the youngest one in the team so i was like not having any experience so this was the uh, scenario there but the colleagues were really good uh, they were like motivating and helping you do the stuffs even if something is stuck and they'll like reach out to you and do your uh, leftovers so stuff like that cool so one of the colleagues mentioned hey you should go on twitter what did you do like you knew about twitter but you know you were thinking oh this is only about politics what am i going to find there how did you approach that what did you do okay he was someone a part, uh, who is a part of like tech twitter for long like he's also a consumer and we are in touch so he like proposed that why don't you have join the tech twitter community and he asked me like do you have a twitter profile and i was like no i don't have should i be on the twitter so he was like yes there's a tech twitter and he like showed me the platform and i was kind of really impressed and i was like yes this is the place i definitely want to be in cool cool and so you created a profile that was beginning of last year it's just a year has passed and you've already reached 50,000 followers i created an account in january 2021 but like i was not using it because someone just pushed me to be on the twitter but i was like not that aware of the platform and using it wisely so around in the month of may i like started using it wow why did you decide to use it then in a matter of like 6 months time you've really like you've grown tremendously yes this is a good question i also asked this to me sometimes like why i decided to join the platform so after creating the account i kind of lost the motivation to be like learning and it was like okay i have done a lot it's time to like be back on the couch and binge watch netflix so i kind of lost the motivation and i was back to my college work and i was like my internship was over and i had nothing to do so at that point around may i started because i was left with nothing to do my internship was over and i had a lot of spare time so how to utilize that time so for that purpose i like kind of got back to the platform cool and like did you start by first consuming or was the first thing you did was share a code snippet and and said hey you can do this with i don't know what yes i started as a consumer for almost a month i was being a consumer i am like kind of introvert extremely introvert right now i am like getting normal but i am extremely extremely introvert kind of person who doesn't even like slide in your replying or comment section i'm that kind of person so i was for almost a month just consuming the content from the tech twitter bookmarking people's tweets and reading them people say that uh, if you bookmark a tweet you don't go back to it and read it i literally did when i used to bookmark a tweet i go back to that and read them because i was a consumer and i kind of hesitated even to comment on any of the tweets so that was the scenario so i came across a uh, hashtag that is really popular that is 100 days of code 
And that is the challenge that I picked. And yeah, so that was the phase that I started. I didn't share the code snippet, but it was like I shared uh, my progress, everyday progress, like building projects, learning certain topics and sharing stuff like that. That's cool. And through that hashtag, a lot of people also search for it. And so you have bots that retweet it. You have people that are just really active in that community. What happened when you started uh, tweeting with that hashtag? You are actually right. That post gets a lot of retweets by the bots. And in terms of engagement, it was really low for me. Almost like I get one to two people actually see my tweet and it was mostly retweeted by the bots. So what I felt like even reaching to 20, 30 days of my consistent progress, like people were not seeing it. And I was like, what am I doing? Should I be continuing it or should I like drop it just because nobody even cares what I am progressing or what I am doing? So after that, I remember that I followed few of the people that are really big in tech right now. So I started sliding into the comment section and whatever topics uh, that I felt was of my interest, I started to add value to them. From that, I started to gain the attraction that my account needed at that time. And I really believe that if you engage on a daily basis, you'll get a lot of people to know you. Yeah, nice. So you didn't see a lot of engagement on the tweets that you used the hashtag on. Yeah, there were some bots automatically retweeting it, but other than that, nothing crickets and then who did you follow and how did you you know start by sliding in into the comments as an introvert this is where my anxiety shoots up okay so i followed danny thompson which uh, who played a great role in like transforming and motivation factor i can consider him as a center of motivation for i once saw a tweet of his only where he was like talking about taking up the 100 days of code challenge and after that only i took up the challenge and so i followed him from there i followed pratham the css god he makes css a piece of cake i don't know how i followed nat if you know nat militic and a lot of other bunch of people that were really doing exceptionally well to the community so but I felt like following the right, uh, right bunch of people really plays a great role in transforming your journey. So it played really well for me. Nice. And what kind of tweets did you start replying to? Was it like because of the similar framework or similar type of views? Or I started like replying to people who were in my niche. Like if I'm learning HTML, CSS, JavaScript, I tried to like engage with the people who were talking about that. Like Danny was talking about that Pratham was doing CSS. So I kind of like engaged with them. I was learning CSS and Pratham was sharing huge resources, steps, cheat sheets and whatnot, all the concepts. So engaging with them was really genuine because that was the time that I was also going through that. So yeah, it was like someone posted like about CSS combinators, let's suppose. So I was like, okay, I learned that. and. I felt this, this, and I kind of relate to what you post. So stuff like that. Cool. Interesting. And so they started engaging with you because they started engaging with you. Your tweets, your comments got more impressions. People started following you. Can you explain a little bit what happened? And and just uh, interesting to, to hear. Okay. Like, I don't feel that way it works. What I felt like 
when you start to reply to the people that are really big in the community in your early phase if you are like adding value to their comment section what i feel is like adding value to the content that are really already available to the platform is the first way to gain attraction because you will get hundred of people in the comment section and if any of your reply that relate to them they'll be like clicking on your profile and reaching out and seeing like what this person is doing and if that person is talking relative stuffs uh, why not just like engage with them or like connect to them so this this is the way it works and we often notice like if we like commented a good stuff that really makes sense a number of like people like that comment specific comment most of the time what i have seen is like the people who tweeted he got like 50 likes but the person who like commented a relate more relatable stuff that that guy got like 100 200 likes so this is how it works uh you get ratioed when you have a great comment on a on a good tweet no exactly hey, and so when was the time when you started seeing real growth on your on your twitter profile what what did you do did you have a system or how did you go about it Okay so after spending a good good amount of time on Twitter I kind of started my content creation by writing tweets but it was not structured I put out a lot of threads but it was at the same time not structured well so it didn't work so later on I tried to observe what kind of frameworks people were following like there are certain type of frameworks that usually goes around in the tech twitter and that kind of boost your engagement rate so i tried to started to observe those kind of frameworks and implementing them in my tweets i remember uh, one of my frameworks that really boosted and that was my first viral tweet and i was like really kind of happy that a lot of people were following me sliding in my dms talking about my content so so yeah can you run us through a couple of those frameworks do you like really need to uh, know about the frameworks because you at hive puri are really having a lot of frameworks that i am personally using and that is working really well for me and i know that a lot of people are really using it and enjoying the platform it's good to hear it's good to hear well i'm asking because not everybody uses hive puri yet i i hope they do of course but still i think even if people use another tool or our tool i think it's still interesting to hear your view on how you started with those systems and formats and uh, yeah people just like to hear it from you i think so like talking about the framework it is really important to structure your content because even if you are posting a good content and you are you are not having a proper structure people won't come across that i don't believe in twitter algorithms Uh, but i somehow feel like if the structure if you put out the structure content it kind of leverage that what i see is like if people are writing a big chunk of uh, threads what they usually do is like they just throw the content like dustbin into the thread like if you are sharing for example like if you are sharing a set of resources try to like put the link try to put an image for the better visuals try to put put that try to structure your content in a way like uh, people can easily read that and it it doesn't feel like a piece of jargon and the hooks are really important when you are writing a thread the hooks are really important the first first tweet of your thread catches the attention and if that is not good 
I don't feel like people will, will even think of sliding through 10 to 15 tweets put into a thread. So like when you are structuring a content, try to keep these points in your mind and post a good content. Why won't it work? Yeah, good point. And so do you have a couple of examples of good hooks or bad hooks, things you tried that worked and didn't work? So, okay, I recently just posted a tweet that talks about the cheat sheet that I like kind of tweeted today one day. So where, where like I first kind of gave in my hook, what I tried to gain was like, I tried to gain the attention of the front end developers. Let's suppose I just wrote in a hook that cheat sheets for developers, let's suppose. And on the other hand, someone like asked that if you are a front end developer, would you mind checking out this list of cheat sheet lists that you would really love to have? So what I feel is like the second person talking about and elaborating it a little bit and showing the in and working towards the interest of the front end developer, people would like to go to that tweet in comparison to someone who just wrote like a cheat sheet because it doesn't even represent what you're talking about. It is really like important to give a little context to the viewer that they, if they will be like going through the thread, they'll be getting this value. Good point. And so you started tweeting a little bit without a system. What were the things you found that really, you know, took off? And, you know, I mean, you have 50,000 followers now. You've, we've grown that in, in six months time. Like, can you recall like what the big jumps were in, in follower growth and, and what you did? Like I mentioned that I was an introvert and I kind of was a consumer. So when I started my journey as a creator, it was not a big boost. It was like kind of similar thing when I was a consumer. What worked for me and what you generally I see work for people is like engagement. What I recommend is like, and what I have seen and observed in my journey is like, when you are in your early phase, try to do 80-20 rule. And what is that 80-20 rule? That is, uh, try to engage 80% and in your early phase, try to just create 20% because what happens is like, if you are continuously creating and nobody sees it, it even lowers down your morale also. And you will feel like I'm not doing a good job and I should just stop it. So try to engage, pick a niche. First, pick a niche. If you are landed on a platform, pick a niche of your interest and try to engage with the people in that niche that are talking about what your interest lies in. When you like start to engage with the people in your community and providing value, the value can be of any form, be it by replying to their tweets. It can be like sliding into their DMs and like uh, appreciating the efforts that they are doing. It can be anything. So if you continue to do that, you come across a lot of people that will find you someone as authentic. Then, then you will be, if you will be putting out content, people will like to go through that and they will love to connect with you because it's all about who is being an authentic voice to the platform. If you are trying to portray yourself as someone who you are not, it won't take a good turn. So this is the thing that I personally have observed and what I recommend. Good points. Yeah. If you don't have a lot of followers and focusing on your own timeline, that, that doesn't really help because you might get one like or two likes, but that's probably it. And you have to find the people that already have a big audience 
add value to their timeline. And then, you know, those followers will start to check you out, as you already mentioned as well. They'll start following you. And once you gain a little bit of traction yourself, then, yeah, you can slowly start to shift the 80-20 rule and start to tweet more and maybe still engage as much, but also, you know, share a bit more content on your timeline as well. So you start growing your Twitter account. And then after a while, uh, Dasha reached out. What what, uh, what happened? Okay, like before I joined Dasha, I was being exposed to an other opportunity uh, that was a web agency that like contacted me for creating content for the platform. And I did it for two months. But after that, I felt like uh, the environment and the work that i i was expecting was not i was i was being assigned for creating content but i was like shifted to some other portion and it was uh, really a bad practice so i kind of dropped out and uh, after that there was a post that joey and whenever you are looking for like job opportunities joey's timeline is the really best and it is the place to go for. So once Joey put a thread which had a lot of opportunities talking about the developer advocates, community managers and everything. So at that time, I didn't knew what a developer advocate was. I just uh, had an idea of what developer advocates do, but in depth, I knew nothing. So I started like reading articles, blog posts and people who were talking about Devrel, I started to like see their tweets and learn stuffs. So at a point that I like discovered that I was doing the same that a developer advocate role demands. So so it was the connection that I and Dasha, the founder Vlad, we felt the mutual connection and we said yes to the role. And since it's been three months, I am being a part of Dasha. Cool. And so I guess I don't know Dash a lot, but in my mind, it's a tool you can implement on your website. And, you know, I guess you need a developer to do it. And also you probably need the developer to probably program the conversations you can have with, with it or not. Can you explain a little bit how it works? I would love to explain about my product. Okay. <laughs> so we at Dasha are a conversational AI as a service platform. What does that mean? That means like we are providing our platform to the developers to build conversational applications. They are able to customize it on their own terms. You can integrate Dasha with any of your web application, mobile applications, anything iot and everything else what what da- differentiate dasha with others is like we don't have complex structure it is basic javascript like if you have a basic understanding of javascript and you know uh, you have worked with node.js uh, you can create exceptionally well conversational ai applications and I feel like I, even I don't have any experience in AI or ML stuff. And what I felt all the time was like these conversational AI or whatever that AI has associated with it, it kind of involved the machine learning and uh, data science 
and technologies like that. But when I came across Dasha and like Vlad introduced me to the platform, I was really amazed. Like I was the one who, who was learning JavaScript at that time and I had a pretty good knowledge about the language. So my first conversational AI application that I built was I had literally no knowledge of AI. And I built it just with the basic knowledge that I have of the Node.js and the JavaScript. So it really helps any anyone, be it a senior developer, be it someone, a startup, any anyone, they can like easily build with the technology that we are providing. Nice. And so as a community manager, as a developer advocate, you know, I, I guess it's your role to you know, get into contact with as many developers as you can, create an atmosphere where people think, hey, this is a cool company. I want to do something with it because, you know, there are lots of alternatives to conversational AI. What exactly is your role and how do you attract developers, try to, you know, connect them with uh, with Dasha? I feel developer advocate wears many hats and to like developer advocate term is being thrown around like it is a basic role that that any other being a developer or something like that but it is a really difficult one for me what i felt at first but i am really comfortable right now so what as a developer advocate we do is like we follow three c's that is code communicate and we like connect with people so what we do at dasha is like we work with our sdk we try to like improve our docs we reach out to the community people and talk about our products, gain their feedbacks, collaborate, and everything that brings interest to the people of our platform. We organize events, run hackathons, stuff like that. Nice. What are the things that you that really worked to connect with with the developers? So, like, our mostly interest is towards connecting to the senior developers, the developer advocates. Uh, we are like generally targeting senior developers why because like in terms of getting feedbacks if we like connect with people who are really good with the technology and had a great experience like a great number of years they have worked in an agency or in a company and they know the stuffs and how it works so reaching out to them and talking about a product is more sincerity so what we do is like we reach out to people of our interest like the people who can try out our products or uh, our product would be a good fit to the startups or whatever company they are working we try to reach out to them we try to run a demo we talk about our product any kind of assistant that they need we provide them and in terms of events so events are really good for any startup or company be it developer advocate, be it community manager, uh, running events not only benefits the company, but it also benefits the people that are taking part in it because they get to learn, they get to know the platform, they get goodies, whatever, like prizes, money prizes. So it is like working for the both sides. It's not just for the company that are running the hackathons, but it is for the people to get familiar with the technology so that they can be like using it even if there is no hackathon uh, because if they like get comfortable with your product they'll be recommending it they'll be talking about it but if you cannot satisfy your customers no matter how good your product is nobody will be talking about that true true and so you talked about hackathons what other events you would say are are really a good way to connect to people you know i hear you say 
give away things, let, let them win things. Can you name a couple of things that worked well? Okay, right now, like what we are focusing is giveaways are fine, it's good, but it can't be a source that can like gain you the customer that trust your product. So, so what we are trying to do right now is to bring people that really cares about the product and are genuine customers. So for that, the personal communication works really well in terms of any events or the contests or giveaways, whatever there are. So like reaching out to people and talking about product is the first thing that we prioritize because having a man-to-man conversation works very well in terms of like just announcing an event or an hack or or giveaway so first thing is that other thing is like it is good to run an event because that allows people to like interact with the product and build something and we also come up with the use cases that can be because every mind thinks different and if you have like a number of participants that are building with your product you will come up with a lot of use cases that even you don't would have think of so it is really good in terms of it and apart from that a good content is really important if you are a product and nobody knows about your product so it is not a good part on your side as well so we what we prioritize is like talking about our product we try to create a content that revolves around the product but it is not a promotional thing for the product it is for a goodwill of the people that should be using the technology or that are already using the technology but they don't know a certain aspect so our content is based on that and not mostly plugging our product but the technology that we are centered on it is mostly on that cool i have one last question so besides all the things you mentioned before if you are interested in developing and developer uh, frameworks Hundred days of code. If you're in that niche, what would you do if you started all over again? You know, how would you approach your account and interaction, and how would you grow it? Okay, like if I have to start from ground zero, I won't be repeating the silly mistake that I committed in my journey. Um, for for like for a Twitter profile to be really good, it is very necessary to like make your profile stand out and how would you do that please don't have a, a username and our from that one two three four whatever extra we see on certain username that that is really really disgusting don't don't have try to have your uh, original name try to have a good picture of yours that represents you people know that this person via your image they can recognize you Try to have that, try to have a decent bio that talks about what you do and what your interest lies in, apart from like putting something that is irrelevant to to what it should be. Have a good Twitter header. Try to engage with the people in your niche. Pick a niche. Try try to niche down, not to like crowd your timeline with a lot of people talking about different subjects, but try to pick a niche involved with the community members talk about what your interest lies in and like provide value try to be authentic self 
because Twitter is not just a community where you'll find the people who will just support you. There are also people who are sitting just to troll you. So like there are two kinds of people you'll meet and there will be a lot of instances that I have also faced and I wish that you don't there are some certain inappropriate instances that happens like someone is constantly picking on you trying to troll you or sliding in your dms talking inappropriately so in that case like like it won't hurt you to block them or mute them try to like maintain your mental peace because that really matters and those people don't even deserve your attention so try to ignore them because ignoring is a thing that that works 100 times better than like arguing with them so keep those points in your mind and like have a good set of people in your connection uh, like picking the right people to follow uh, is really important because what you consume will what you create so if you are consuming good content you will be creating good content if you are having good meaningful conversations you you'll be feeding yourself with uh, with meaningful stuff so it it really gives you an upper hand in those selections so try to have that and one most important part like don't try to spend eight uh, four five eight hours whatever on the platform just to engage with the people when you are starting out because that will lead to a major burnout and i cannot like think of the scenario you will be in so give like a certain amount of time on the platform and uh, when you are just a beginner i know you'll be spending more time than the usual people do um, so to reduce that time just spend the time on the engagement stuff and apart from that for content creation try to pick a scheduling tool because the scheduling tool tool will like reduce a lot of time for you on the platform because if you will be stick to the platform all the time what other works will you even be able to do because we all have a life uh, outside of the social media so pick a scheduling tool there are a lot of scheduling tool but you can like go through my profile and see that i personally like use hype fury for that go for it you don't have to do much just go to the platform create an account and you will get a lot of frameworks that i talked about in the beginning that is really important for your threads tweets whatever you will get a lot of frameworks there you will get a very very basic and a simple application that will help you create content schedule it on your customized time and what not just go and explore I, what i'll be telling you all things no just go and go to the platform and like check it out and try that and yes and you start sharing what you're learning what and start talking about your content creation journey yes it's really important to like have an online presence at this moment because online presence expose you to a number of opportunities a number of good connections you will be able to build and what not and i'm speaking like and yanik is just listening so yanik please please say something or i'll keep talking about it <laughs> no i just keep silent until you stop but thank you very much ancha this was really interesting where can people find you you can find me on twitter uh you can find me on linkedin you can find me on showcase you can find me every time on dasha community yeah you can find me on these places and sharamin thank you very much thank you yanik
That's a wrap on this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next show. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave an iTunes review and give us a shout out on Twitter, sharing your favorite part of this episode. See you again next week. Thank you.